great future. We're talking real money. Well, hi there. Welcome to Talking Real Money, the show that goes to the heart of your financial life. And really, the the biggest part of our financial life that we uh, we really worry about the most, deal with the most, earn for the most, spend the most on, of everything we do is retirement. So today we're going, in this episode, we're going to focus a lot on retirement. And you can give us a call with your financial questions, no matter what they have to deal with, retirement or otherwise, at 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. It's really, 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 really easy, and it's really free, and we would love to try and help you make a little more, spend a little more effectively, save better, certainly invest as you should and enjoy that better future that money can help you do. And there was an article recently. Was that the journal? I get confused. As no, well Retirement Weekly. Retirement Weekly. See, I never know where they come from. No. Uh, about the sorry state of America's retirement system. And it is kind of a mess because, well, one, you can't live comfortably on Social Security. You just no, can't. A lot of people are living. That's what they're I know. living Well, on. that's part of yep. the problem. Yep. You mm-hmm. can't live comfortably on Social Security, and yet so many are trying to do just that. And by the way, Social Security was never meant as a primary source of retirement income. However, a lot of workers in, the, in days of yore uh, received, either died before they retired, which was more normal than you think, or uh, some people had pensions they, where they got a, a, a check An for the rest of their payout. life. Yep. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was guaranteed for the rest of your life. But again, we didn't live as long. Now we're in a situation where pensions have gone away because they were such a mess, so badly managed. They, they were underfunded. And even those that exist today are so dramatically underfunded as to be ridiculous. And we went to a invest-for-yourself system. The 401ks, the 403bs, the IRAs. The, the SEPs, all of these kinds of things. And the article's point, and, and I get it, is that we're doing something we're not very good at doing, Tom. Yeah, I mean, the article says it right here in the uh, second paragraph. Most Americans are not prepared to retire by age 65. Now, I'm not <laughs> because I no. like working, yeah. <laughs> which is fine. I'm not mentally um, prepared for it. Me, I, I'm not I even would be close. so bored. I know. I, I, that wouldn't be good. Uh, but then I start thinking about my kids who got religion because they've seen this up close and personal. And then my grandsons, I think they're going to be in a good place because, again, they're going to learn it. Right. Apple yeah, they're doesn't fall far from they're the tree, They're hearing it. They're planners. Too. They're planners. Yeah. They're trying to figure out how to scam you me out of something yesterday. And you were of a different generation even. You, yeah, it's, some, it's genetic. <laughs> hey, that's painful. But here's the, what we do know. You mentioned pensions are hard to find today. Now, they are for some public employees, right? You could still get a public job and get a pension at some point. But in the private sector, it really is now 401Ks. 403Bs and the like. And the problem with that is most people have no idea how much to save. They don't know how to save it, where to put it, right? And then they oftentimes do that. Sometimes they even do that part. And then what happens? This is, I've seen this so many times. Stocks go down and people say, well, wait, I didn't know that. No, I'm going to move it to bonds. And then they move it out of one thing to another and then find out, well, wait, now stocks are up and they don't have the education they need to take care of the money properly to build wealth that they're going to need at retirement. And, you know, short 
of a a truly which this will not happen in my lifetime of a truly livable old age pension for everybody in the country uh the only option i can see to solve that is to find a way to improve the education process for workers for savers for investors for well people who want to retire someday which is pretty much all of us the education is abhorrent and 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 you know i know because we hear about it all the time we've seen it for example go into a school around the time when it's uh, sign up for the 403b plan or a hmm. hospital they they what where will the the knowledge be coming from when they go into those meetings to pick their investments for their 403b plan most of the time where is the learning what's the source of the learning tom yeah well the, not, not a lot of learning somebody comes in and tells you use this product because it's the one you need the most part but who are most of those people? You know, those you're people, not going to say it. You're haven't... not going to say it because you want to leave it to me to make <laughs> no, them mad, don't you? It's insurance <laughs> no. agents. It's insurance agents who are pitching annuities in 403B plans. Once again, you know, I'm sorry, but the villain in this industry, in the in the investment industry, keeps on being people who sell insurance. We'll be back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do me a favor. Grab your latest investment statements if you know where they are. How many do you have? A lot? How many different investments are in each statement? A bunch? Do you own individual stocks, bonds, sector funds, and stuff you don't understand? Yeah, I thought so. I'm Don McDonald, and I'm pretty sure you have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, it's not terminal and can be cured. But it takes three things. A bit of time, some fiduciary guidance, and a plan. There's a problem, though. Most financial advisors can't or won't provide any of those. That's where we come in. Tom and I will provide you the help you need to overcome hodgepodgeitis in a free, no-obligation meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. So, scan or take a picture of all those pages you gathered, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and set up a free appointment online or by phone when it's convenient for you. Let us sort through the mess and help you get started on a better, simpler future plan. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey there, welcome back to Talking Real Money, the show about, well, let's see, hmm, your money. I'm Don McDonald, Tom Cock is over there, and uh, we're talking this hour about the sorry state of retirement planning in these great United States of America, where you're getting... You're making huge mistakes when you invest for retirement. Either you're not doing it or you're making big mistakes or you're getting terrible information. So, Tom, what do we do about it? Well, I mean, there's a couple of things. First of all, there are a few very basic things anybody can do that take no knowledge. Number one is the minute you start getting a paycheck, take 15% of it and either put it into your employer plan or put it into an IRA or a Roth IRA. But what 15%. if I don't believe I can afford to do that? Now you've I'm just so got to find right a way. Now. You've got to find a way. I can barely make the rent. You know, I certainly, I and and I can hardly we, pay for my streaming services. We just had our client lunch or client pizza thing. Cup was that last week? We have two teachers as clients who are millionaires. 
They have been savers and they've invested properly and they've just done it. They just found a way. So they did it. But number two is, and if you know nothing about investing, because this is another place where it's difficult, right? Everybody is screaming at you about here's what to buy, here's what to use. Mm-hmm. You can just use a target date fund. If you know nothing, the money can go right into a target date fund. But here's the third part that's often hardest to hardest. You can never touch that money until you retire. You just, I don't care what comes along, you got to leave it. Again, you got, it's right you know, there. Gonna, I got to get my money. I'm going to come yeah. back to the argument like, okay, but my wife has a serious illness mm. and she needs $100,000 yeah. in medical care. It's so hard for these to it be is. absolutisms. I agree. It is. But those are my three absolutes. <laughs> I, you've absolutely right. been, I'm, yeah, but you've been lucky enough that you could follow those. But yeah. They, Here's the thing that I think is sorely lacking. And, and yeah, you're right. Don't touch it. Invest it. Do those things. And for most people, that's going to be fine. Even if you might need to at some point touch some of it, stick with the discipline going forward. Keep doing it again. Because we've had people who had crises and they couldn't sure. invest until they were in their 50s. But when they finally started investing in their 50s, they still built up a pretty decent amount of retirement yeah. wealth. So you can do it Absolutely. later. It doesn't have to happen when you're young. It's better if you do it when you're young. But the reality is we have a horrible, horrible system for providing knowledge about particularly investing. You know, people say, well, kids should learn how to balance a checkbook. Why? The bank does it for you. They don't tell you about the $8 fee on the savings account (laughs) unless you look at your statement, which I just closed. Congratulations. Um, But but there isn't, it's, investing education is almost impossible to come by because you're going to get it 99.999% of the time from somebody who is very biased towards something that will make them money. Self-interested advice is a true problem. It really is. because mo- And most of the stuff that even you read that you believe to be independent, because you pointed out today that someone writes for CBS and they're oh pitching gosh, a gold this is IRA. Be, oh, 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 you got me I started mean, come now. On. This is going to be one of the topics. I am going to bring. I am going to go at, to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. There is a there is a writer, and if any of you work for CBS News, you should be ashamed of your company. You should be ashamed. There is a freelance writer who writes for CBS News Online, and every couple of weeks she writes an article, and it nowhere in there does that say this is paid. It says we may make money from this, you know, links in this article, but she is pushing. Gold IRAs, gold IRAs, which, which is what? About, Tell which us what ridiculous. that. It's an IRA is, in which you own physical gold. Right. So you're paying a storage fee. You're paying huge custodial fees. You are paying. It is almost guaranteed to be a massive money loser. And yet this woman is writing these articles as if these things are good for you. And she, CBS News, should be so ashamed of itself for. Even think, is it worth the couple of bucks you make to sully your reputation like that? I, yeah, I just I mean, truly the... despise it. I see him in Entrepreneur Magazine now online. Yep, yep. Uh, I see him in a lot of the publications. Are you that desperate for money that you would publish things that are blatantly bad for your audience? Oh, I'm sorry. And, you but brought, it, you but brought no, it up. No, I know. No, I know. But then the question is, 
how do you find advice that is not self-interested? How do you find advice where somebody isn't it's, pitching you a product or something? It is That's so complicated. Hard. It oh oh, are you kidding? You can't even trust the 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 financial publishing industry anymore that we used to be able to trust. No, nope. uh, uh, Kiplinger's and uh, and the Wall Street Journal and Bar- okay, Wall Street Journal and Barron's—they're so big that they don't need to do much of this. Forbes does a lot of this now. Forbes no, used to be a very reputable operation. So there's a lot of this because the industry has changed so much that the the advertising industry has changed. Ads don't work and people don't want to pay for their news. But the thing is, even about the aforementioned Wall Street Journal and, and Barron's, you don't read that to learn the three mutual funds you need to retire with. It's all about here's what's happened lately, and we just talked about this earlier. Yeah, here's what you got to do because of that. This is well, what this is what you need to respond. Many years ago, on that show you mentioned in the last hour, last episode, uh, Sound Investing, that you, I, and uh, and Paul Merriman used to do. Uh, I did that backwards. You, Paul Merriman, and I used to do. <laughs> uh, we once asked a publisher of a major financial publication, yeah. uh, Knight Kiplinger. Yes, we did. About mm-hmm. why, when he believed, he personally believed that you just own a few well-diversified index-style funds for your portfolio and you would be fine for life, why he continued to try, he continued to publish articles on the three mutual funds to own now, the 10 stocks to buy today, and what did he say? Yeah, he said, this is a publication and we need eyeballs. You got to have something different. If you just have the same headline, well, then... They'll go read something else next week. Sorry. Yep. And yeah. and we find, even with us, it does, I guarantee you, our listener numbers would be better if we talked about why crypto would soar or why gold and precious metals were great places for people who were panicking or the 10 stocks to buy today. What if about we an NFT? That, if no. we did that on this uh-huh. show... We would be, I'm confident we would be a top 20 show in the podcasting arena. Now, luckily, we're in the top 100 pretty consistently because we've been doing this for a long time. But I'm telling you, if you give people what they want, they will listen. I'm going to try, and I've been working on this for a while. I'm trying to get Jerry Springer's producer to do our show. I think we can push the ratings there a bit. I think we should just tell people the 10 stocks to buy, but no, 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 I can't do it. What would be your 10 today? I just curious. They wouldn't wouldn't be any. I couldn't do that because then I feel guilty because I'm lying to you. And that's the problem, finding a good source of advice. So for now, for now, the best sources of advice are a very few podcasts, very few. You mentioned uh, you, Paul's. I think he's legit. Pa- Sound investing is legit. Yeah. There are a couple of others. Um, Clark Howard is legit. Clark is very good. Clark is legit. Yeah. Stacking Benjamins is a good show. Jill, uh, Jill though, Schlesinger. They still get into stocks. Jill Schlesinger. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Trying to remember Chansky the other ones. Because she's doing the Edelman nope. show. I know. Yeah. They're um, off in the boy, wild It's hard to yonder. find them. It's really hard. And as a matter of fact, most podcasts are going to tell you about real estate why you should be flipping real estate. So getting an education is tough. We, though, will continue to work on some way to to, to give you better knowledge. 855-935-TOM. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. 
one more time. Okay, not one more time. Lots more times. Our phone number is 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. And if you're a podcast listener, remember you can call us and talk with us on Saturdays because we do a live show in the Seattle metro area. And uh, so from 3 to 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific, call us at 855-935-8255. And we can actually converse. But I in the meantime, so many written ones, yeah. Yeah, oh, in the meantime, we get a ton of them sent mm. into talkingrealmoney.com mm. on the Shy contact people. form, yeah. like this one that Tom has right yeah. in his grubby little soon-to-be yeah, lumber-smoked fingers. <laughs> David from Kirkland, Washington, right up the street here, writes, question about yields with exchange-traded funds. Which number is more valuable or important in researching an ETF, 30-day SEC yield or estimated distribution rate or yield? Okay, the 30-day SEC yield is a standardized Which, yield. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that is, a, a, it's a it's a codified, rule-based, apples-to-apples comparison, which is why that's what we use. We use the 30-day SEC rate because the other rates can change day-to-day depending on the, the structure of the portfolio, the SEC yield is a longer term, slightly more accurate. What is a 30 days? What does that mean? It's an average of the 30 days. So okay. instead of the current, whatever the current yield is, because that can fluctuate depending on the portfolio state at any given time, this is a, a better indication of where it is because every fund is reporting the same calculation. So you can so, get an apples-to-apples apples comparison. As he said, since it's for comparison purposes, I would always use the SEC 30-day yield. Okay, so what is the 30-day yield on AVGE? AVGE the Avantis... is a stock fund. Oh, pardon me. This is for bond funds. <laughs> I know. How about BND? What's the 30? BND we already did that. That's 4.58. 4. 4. 4. Yeah, 4. okay. I'm <laughs> answering my so, questions. Are you okay now? Uh, no, apparently not. I'm not either. Uh, I'm trying I'm to come either. up with another. You know, I, about, was, I, w- I had about, a crisis with my bank. <laughs> you did. How about DFIGX? DFIGX, which is that would the, be the DFA dimensional intermediate, intermediate government yeah. fixed income it's much, fund. It's lower, I think. Uh, oh, wait. Um, do, 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 do. They don't. Uh, where is it? I gotta find it. Yeah, I'm having a problem um, finding. I think it. I looked for it this morning. I think it's about but, two per. What is? Yeah, it? it's no, about right. It's about two. About two. Yeah. For some reason, Morningstar's really being slow right now. All right, got uh, we got call. Let's go to the call instead. Say, say, oh. save us, bail us out. <laughs> okay. All right. That's yeah. I think the caller's better. John, welcome to Talking Real Money. You shall be known as. Thank you. Hi, John. What's up? Hi. Um, hey, look, I, my wife and I are both in our early 60s, and we are kind of trying to map out our route to our retirement in the next few years. Uh, but to get peace of mind and uh, feeling like we're ready, I've been thinking I need to maybe hire an advisor, a fiduciary fee-only advisor. And and uh, it seems like around two to $4,000 is what I'm going to pay this person. Is that reasonable? Is that the going rate for, for this kind of advice? How much money are we talking about managing? Oh, uh, each of us. I, I mean, together we we have, um, you know, probably close to a million dollars in our in our combined accounts, and we have uh, two or three properties 
that we have, you know, that we operate as rentals. Um, yeah. So, and it's a really um, good question because fees are are critical. Um, and let do us a favor, stick around through the uh, the bottom of the hour break, and let's talk about that on the other side. What is a fair fee? Because we need to get a little bit more into what your asset mix looks like to determine the right number. But it's relatively easy after that. Tom and Don are talking real money. We're talking real money. And right now, we want to talk with you at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. But in the interim, we are talking with John about the right fee to pay an advisor. And we're big as advisors. We're big believers in advisors. But even if we weren't advisors, we'd be big believers in advisors for people who get to a certain point in life where their their future is uh, their their future needs are more complex. Their portfolios are more complex. Uh, there's a lot to consider in terms of taxes and estates and all those kinds of things. So, what's a fair rate to pay? Well, yeah, John, are you still with us? Yes, I am. Okay, so tell us a little I'm bit about the help that you want and or need. What kind of things are you looking for from an advisor? Because that will play into what sort of fee you may need to pay for that advice. Well, I mean, I kind of want to know if, uh, you know, both of us, my wife and I are looking at maybe retiring in the next two to four years. And uh, we want to make sure that we're going to be able to have an income that's going to carry us through. And uh, and we're also kind of curious whether we should continue to hold on to these rental properties or, <coughs> uh, you know, sell them and turn them into some other asset or um, you know, I've, I've got a small pension, but other than that, we've got four or three Bs. And, uh, and then there's a question of, well, when, when should we start looking at drawing Social Security? So it's just kind of these broad general questions that uh, we were wanting to get some assistance with. Okay, but just very quickly, would you describe this as just like, here's the advice, I go do it? Or is this going to be ongoing help? Yeah, I mean, that's another question I think is important to answer. I think I would just start with uh, uh, the, the initial, not, not ongoing at this point. I mean, maybe they could convince okay. me that I, I need some ongoing help. But, uh, I mean, I, 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 we both have um, parents who are, um, have some assets that will probably be passed some of that on down to us over the next 10 years. Uh, and we might need some help knowing what to do with that when the time comes. But as of now, why we just kind of want to know if we're on the right track, kind of a yes or no, we're on the right track or, you know, a few little things that maybe we could do to adjust our portfolios at this time. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of advice can be purchased fairly reasonably. I mean, you mentioned between two and $4,000. Frankly, for a full financial plan, I think between two and $4,000 is a reasonable cost. Again, that's here's your plan. Go do it. You're going to trigger Social Security here. You're going to rebuild the portfolios this way. Here's how to start to think about your withdrawals. So there's an aspect of you got to be on top of it. You have to do this after you walk out the door, because otherwise you're probably looking at a fee of around one percent, not of the rental properties, but of the liquid assets, the investable assets annually to pay somebody for the ongoing advice, the rebalancing the portfolios, the pulling money out and paying you, all those things that have to happen, I think, fairly regularly. Yeah, so it's a one-time pay-me-now X amount, um, and that's that's the plan, and then you implement it. 
but the ongoing help you're going to pay the, the 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 typical rate for ongoing help in this industry at the 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 reasonable end of the spectrum <laughs> is about one percent mm. per year on the first million. Um, there are a lot of people charging far more than that in the twos. And then on the next million, you should get some sort of a break point, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a couple of ways of looking at it. But two to four sounds very fair. I see. That's, that's very helpful. And my wife was having a hard time swallowing that number, but uh, uh, yeah. I kind of felt like, well, that, that, it is, that advisor it's, it really is should expensive. be earning, earning, earning that money back for me. Yeah, it is because Indeed. that's exactly yeah. right. The whole point is it's it's as a matter of fact, there have been studies done, one study in particular that was done by Vanguard that was hugely well researched. That was their advisor alpha study and they've done this twice and they found each time that the advice and a fee only fiduciary advisor gives you can typically adds, get this number, 3% to your return. 3% because you're not yeah. doing and the stupid things people do yeah. with their money. A lot of it is the behavioral aspect. It is building the right portfolios, using the right instruments. It's having a withdrawal strategy. And Don correctly points out, a lot of it is stopping you from doing things that will be harmful to your financial future. And I have to tell you, it was painful to me to spend $2,000 for an airplane seat to go to Europe. But... <laughs> And the we payoff got all is the much way there, smaller, right? But I did uh, get there. We got all the way there. <laughs> uh, exactly. Airfare high. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. It's been a very strange day in the studio today. Really <laughs> strange day in the studio. Tom's in a it's, unique uh, by the kind way, of did mood. You see and the, I am in a kind yeah, of weird mood. I admit you are. But uh, that's because Stormy's online, too. So we got to take that No, one, right? now, Stormy's don't make fun too. of people's names. When there was a Hurricane Don, I, you, you were... Wait, has there been a Hurricane Tom? I don't think so. Well, anyway, 855-935-TALK <laughs> is our phone number, and... Hillary is waiting. Hi, Hillary. Welcome to the show. I'm Hello, gonna... Don and Tom. I love the show. Thank you. Even when Tom is making fun of your name, calling you a hurricane and all that? I hear. I'm in Florida, and I hear there's a Hillary, and it is the correct pronunciation or the correct spelling right, it over is. there on the it, other side of the it's country. It's the right spelling, and it's on the wrong side of the country. Good for you. Hurricane Hillary Where blew in into the show. You, How Hillary? can we help? What part of the state? Merritt Island, Florida. And oh, my in a park and I that... live on our boat full time. So oh, we you live on a boat. I bet you're really glad this, that it's a California hurricane then. 
No kidding. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Merritt Island's gorgeous. We love it. We're not far from you. What's up today, Hillary, except for the storm? So my question today is related to trying to be very tax advantaged. I've listened to your show probably since last December, and I've made a lot of changes in my portfolio after listening to you. I've cleared up a lot of my hodgepodge-itis. I like to keep things simple. I'm 53. My husband is 51. We are probably three years from an early retirement, and we have no real estate because we live on our boat, so everything is in stocks, bonds, certificates, money markets, so on and so forth. And we have currently about $3.3 million. 1.6 of it is in retirement funds and about one point and about 1.6 it's about half and half retirement funds and then non-retirement funds I who needs real estate when the ocean is your backyard oh, come on yeah exactly you can go anywhere you like All tomorrow of the Atlantic I love it. is your backyard nicely done so you guys right. have done very well we have thank you and so I have about 25 percent of this in certificates of deposit and money market funds. And slowly but surely, as the CDs mature, I'm pivoting them away from your local financial institution and into my brokerage account at Fidelity. Good. And I have been moving that way. Primarily, I'm just sticking with VTI, mostly. And then I am listening to what you're saying about the small cap tilt a little bit and i've chosen vbr and vbk so Mm -hmm. i'm i'm tilting a little bit that way when i look overall at rebalancing i'm getting really heavy in equities and what i'm wondering is does it make sense to do some rebalancing in our ira accounts and have the bond segment be heavier in the IRAs and have our brokerage account be heavier in the equities. And then we also have some Roths and get the small cap value, the, the, the more volatile stuff pushed over into the Roth. Okay. First, I want to ask a question because I, I, you, you said you had VTI and then some yeah. of the small cap value. VBR, yeah. Why VBR. do you not have VT instead of VTI? The total world. Because I also have VXUS. Oh, okay. So you have VXUS. Okay, so she's adding. She's adding this. 24% in VTI and about 13% in VXUS. Okay. And then about 5% in the VBR and the VBK. A little bit. But overall, because and you understand this as a, a, a sailor, how much do you have in bonds versus stocks? How much ballast do you have then to protect yourself in a storm? Oh, he's good at this. Not much. I'm about ten percent in bonds. Okay. When I look you know, at my here's something to thing, think about. Everything all together. Yeah. I've got a lot of equity and a lot of certificate of deposit and not much bonds. Okay. Those, and I'm those CDs though do the, count yeah, as ballast. Sure. Yeah. Because she's, you've got 25%, you said, in ballast, yes. in CDs, and yes. 10% in bonds. Yes. So that puts you at a 65-35 portfolio. Which is reasonable, yes. at 50, yes, even does. with the retirement. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a reasonable number. And you're, what you said about but the location I of am, those assets 
is good. Yes, you want the fixed income in qualified accounts. You, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, you want okay, more good. equity in taxable and in the Roths. I love that. And you want to be in ETFs just like you are because of the, the tax advantages. So you're do, you're in a lot better shape than I think you 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 believe yourself to be because at sixty five forty five, I'm, I'm fine tuning. At 53 yeah. years old, though, that is a very, very decent balance. Yeah. I don't think you have to come about. I think you just keep on I'm the same course. what I'm trying to do <laughs> is pivot, pivot out of the certificates of deposit because we are in the highest tax bracket mm-hmm. that exists. Okay. So I'm trying to get a little bit. I'm fine-tuning. I'm trying to just get a little more tax efficient, which is why I'm trying to shift it from certificates of deposit into the brokerage account, and in the brokerage account, I would go for the equities. But then, as I'm rebalancing, you get more equities bonds in my IRAs. Yeah. I would shift to bonds. In the interim, what you might sense? want to what? Uh, and here's something that that might get you to that point a little more easily: is look at a tax-free bond ETF in your taxable account. So they you don't used change. to call them munis- municipal bonds, that kind municipal of thing? Municipal bond, a, a municipal yep. bond yep. ET, ETF in your brokerage account until you get your IRA more fixed income because that's going to take a little while. So you might do a little tax-free yeah. in, in the brokerage account because you're going to be a little overweighted there as in stocks. You're going to get more overweighted there in stocks as CDs come due. Yes, that's what I'm worried about. And at I would that just, point, I would just use an yeah. ETF, a tax-free ETF. Okay. I think you're doing pretty. Do- I mean, I think we can safely say it. I hope this is okay. Your ship has come in. He will. He will not give up. <laughs> he will not give up. <sighs> Things could be worse. Let's put it that you're, way. <laughs> you're in great shape. No hurricanes are heading toward the east coast yet. You're good. Yet. Awesome. Thank you no, so much. Yet. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, Hillary. No, and all those Take things care. she said are really good. I mean, that is asset location, yeah, proper balance of stocks and bonds. They're very good at what they're doing. Good funds. I mean, that's just A++ there. Terrific. Yeah. Really good job. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Remember, you can... Uh, Call us every Saturday on that number between noon and 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. Or you can leave us questions. You can either speak them or type them at TalkingRealMoney.com. It's really, really easy to get in touch with us. We like to make ourselves available to you because the thing we like to do most is answer your questions and help you out. That's why we've been doing this for a lot longer than I thought. Way too long. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And I just checked the U.S. tax-free SEC yield on the Vanguard tax-exempt bond ETF, VTEB, is uh, about 3.4% tax-free. So that's pretty darn good. Low expense ratio. Take a look at it. If you need some more in-person help, we would love to make our advisors available to you. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click Meet an Advisor. 
you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.